0: Hey, hey, homebodies, what's happening? It's your girl, the Toad Lady, Rachel Presser, coming at you live from New York. And today we're going to be, uh, you know, diving more into the series on how American home design is different um, from other parts of the world. Um, Today we're going to be getting into home design in East Asia and how it differs from American building. Um, So I've actually covered this mostly from the urban planning perspective, and mostly from the size perspective as well, because I had a difficult time, like, really pinning down anything specifically about um, energy efficiency and usage. I was able to find you know, more conclusive information about that when I was researching how European home design is different than, you know, how we have it here. Um, yeah, so what I was, like, doing some you know, some research into various East Asian countries because, hey, they're not... A monolith, you know, they, they're like, you know, because I, I looked into, you know, Japan, China, Korea, Taiwan, a couple other places, and yeah, that they, they there's some commonalities, but also a lot of really, really stark differences. If you just want to talk size alone, um, the smallest um homes that, that you're gonna find will actually be in Hong Kong, um, around 400 square feet, um. And I was just, you know, it's not really surprising, you know, given that, you know, it's a really densely populated area. It's about, like, in terms of landmass, it's, like, maybe roughly the size of, you know, of, of New York City if you, like, also glommed on a little bit of Long Island and Yonkers on top of it. But it's something like four or five times the actual population that we have, you know, so... Yeah, and East Asian housing in general just tends to really be built for density because these areas are a lot more densely populated than the United States is. Like, take Japan, it's maybe roughly the same land mass as California, but has about one-third of our entire country's population um, living there. So, yeah, housing's definitely built for, for density. It's not. Oh, It's not, like the same dynamic as it is in the states at all um even like when you talk about suburbs in like in China for instance um, maybe uh, like Japan to a slightly lesser extent just since I've that um, at the time of recording I have not been to China but I've been to Japan before and um it's just that when you when you say suburb like in those contexts it's definitely not, like, American suburbs. Like, when I found pictures of suburbs in China, like, it reminded me, yeah, a lot of Brooklyn or even, like, where I am in the Bronx, where you're gonna have tall buildings, a couple low-rises. Like, it's not as, you know, like, densely packed with, like, tons of, like, 50-story skyscrapers everywhere you look. But, yeah, suburbs um, have a way different meaning. Like the biggest um, central component to urban planning that you see in like you know in asian communities is that it's based heavily on convenience like when we when we think of suburbs here in america you know we tend to think of space you think about sprawl you don't really have that in east asia because space is at a premium in fact i actually found some like really like crazy you know far out um you know like Statistics just on home prices in some of these countries, and because space is at such a premium, if you wanted to buy like an American-sized home in Hong Kong, you're gonna have to plunk down like for literally forty-seven million dollars or more. Which, yeah, that that's just really, really wild. That's yeah. So yeah, so you may be in for a little bit of a shock. You know, if you're thinking about yeah, you know, like doing an extended stay or you know, if you're thinking about maybe leaving the country, um, yeah, it's something that can definitely come as a shock to you if you're, if you haven't like lived, you know, in a city like New York or LA most of your life like I have. um, Yeah, it's not just a matter of getting used to small space, it's also just getting used to, you know, like building structure and planning that is specifically designed for density. um, And so because, you know, like homes tend to be smaller and multi-generational it you know it's a it can it's not just a matter of it like being a shock you know coming from america it's also just that because the culture you know is based like much more around convenience and like being like more mindful about what you buy it's not really yeah you're not like gonna have like the space you know to like devote you know to certain, like, you know, you're not gonna have like all the space so to devote you no know, to certain functions like you would in America. You know, it's like, hey, if you want to like, yeah, go go swimming or something, you're not gonna have a pool on the premises. You know, you're not gonna have one in the backyard. Um, yeah, if you want to like, you know, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about in terms of you know, of game culture, for instance. I actually, just wrote a piece about. This gaming bed that like went viral on Twitter. Um and so I'm really fascinated with this myself. I'm not gonna lie, if I could ha- if I could have a queen size version, I I'd buy one. That that shit looks really awesome. Uh that originated in Japan because you don't really have like this sp- you only you only have the space for a living room and making like you know, like tons of um you know cabinets and other things that you need to store games and gaming gear it's just not i mean while gaming culture you know has a huge bedrock in japan it yeah it's still a very different dynamic because like something i found really cool was when i went out when i was like you know, going out um you know wandering through tokyo and osaka i found um there's like a ton of different arcades um, which I thought was really cool, because you just don't really see that, like, in the States much, unless it's, like, specifically meant to be some kind of novelty like, I think there's, like, a little chain we have um, here on the East Coast called, called Barcade, and there's some other place, it's, a, it's not ringing a bell right now, but there's this one I always go to and rally in Raleigh, North Carolina, every time I'm there for an industry conference. Um, oh god, I can't, I'm so sorry, I don't remember what the name of this place was, but I'm there for every East Coast game dev con, and, um, yeah, like, they have a whole bunch of arcade cabinets. like, it's meant to be, yeah, like, this fun novelty of sorts, whereas I was just amazed to see that it's, like, you know, that it's, you know, this far in the 2000s, and we have so many means to play games now, and yet I actually saw, like, pachinko parlors and, like, literal arcades, like, all around Tokyo, and not just in Akihabara, where you have that geek culture element. Anyway, to get back to the main idea, it's, um, it, it, yeah, like, you're not, it's not really, like, based on, um, you know, yeah, like just, like, buy, yeah, like, you rent this apartment, or you buy this house, and you have tons of space to work with. It's all about being mindful of how you use that space, and keeping things simple, and efficient, and, and that you take advantage you know, of this so convenience that you have all around you, um, like because I'm just I mean I say I can't really like say for sure if, like with other East Asian countries I just know from my experience in Japan it tends to be more car hostile than other places like it's not like if you like in America like people look at me like with pity when I say that I don't drive I don't have a car I don't want a car. And it's not just, like, a, it's not just a New York thing. Like, if you just go, like, yeah, like, a few miles away, like, people, like, look at you with piggy, Like, all these, like, Long tourists look at me with piggy. I'm like, I feel bad for you. You gotta, like, drop hundreds of bucks a month gassing and maintaining this thing. I don't. And, yeah, whereas in Japan, it's very common to just, yeah, like, go you know, ride the train everywhere, take the bus everywhere. It's very convenient. It's not like the horrible disparities that we have in America with the MTA, and, which is still rotting, basically. Yeah, rotting MTA and J-Transit just keeps getting more, more and more inexpensive and inefficient. Um, yeah, yeah. you're, you're, you're going to sob if you go to Japan and Korea, um, ride their trains, and have to come back here. Just a heads up. So actually, speaking of Korea... Um it's really interesting about Korea and I was just looking um I mean, you know at how home design there differs than it does here because I've talked you know, most about about Japan and China got a little bit into Hong Kong um Korean homes are actually freaking enormous even by our standards um when I was looking up you know like what the average apartment there you know looks like you know not not just in big cities like Seoul or Busan but I was just you know, curious, though, to see, like, what the average, like, square footage was. Like, it was, I think, something around, like, 1,200 square feet. Some of them even go up to 3,000 square feet. Like, um, newer Korean condos are a little smaller, but, yeah, but, like, but the, the, the old school ones, though, yeah, like, meant for, you know, larger, multi-generational homes, um could go up to six bedrooms. Um, I thought that that was really wild because, like, when you hear about six-bedroom homes in the States, um, they either conjures up, you know, an image of, like, yeah, these, like, totally unaffordable, like, luxury apartments where, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's some hedge fund manager, like, who doesn't even, like, use those six bedrooms or it's something like, uh, yeah, you have a large family, you're moving out to, like, total bumfuck because you can't find a home that really fits your family, um, in a regular suburban subdivision. Like, that's, like, what you tend to think of when you hear about a six-bedroom home over here, but apparently, um, six-bedroom condos actually are somewhat common in certain pockets of Korea. I thought that that was, a really an interesting find given how on the other end of the spectrum, Apartments tend to be like 400 square feet um, in Hong Kong. They're also pretty small in Taiwan as well. And um, as I said, but because convenience is just very like valued in China and Japan, like it's more common to find apartments specifically meant for single people, which tend to be around 300 to 400 square feet. But then you actually have more amenities like than you would in your average apartment building in the States. And I just thought that, yeah, that was actually, like, a really um, good use of, um, of, you know, of space. Because over here, you're either, like, renting an apartment that's just, like, way too big um, for you. Or you're stuck with roommates uh, well into your 30s. Uh, which has been the reality for millions of people in my age bracket. So, I don't know, I think that we definitely have, you know, a lot to learn from you know east asian urban planning and building usage just just as we do you know from a european standpoint like i said like i wish i could have like found out more about actual building materials and energy efficiency i sadly could not like find much find out much about that but one thing i just one thing i will say is that yeah it depends on the country and the region you're in you no know, with respect to like heating and cooling um just like you know, from like account, you know, just from accounts I've read on Twitter and YouTube, and then, you know, from talking to people like in my travels, um, that yeah, like, like air, I mean, you'll see air conditioning like in hotels and in like big industrial centers. Um, I'm not sure like exactly like how many like how many actual single family homes um tend to have AC or you know versus apartment units, but. I think it's a little more common in Japan than some other countries. I know that, like, in, like, Malaysia, you don't really have AC, according to what I've heard. Um, and then, yeah, that, yeah, that like, winters um, can be extremely brutal. So, you know, yeah, like, heating can be a problem in a lot of, like, older homes in Japan that don't really have, like, the right materials meant to trap heat the way that European home design does. So, if you're thinking of, like, yeah, like, going to, like, you know, like, like, the Awate Prefecture, like, um, I know, like, Morioka was one city I've been looking at. Um, yeah, dress warmly. If you're gonna go to a cheaper and more far-flung part of the country, you may wind up renting some place that, like, isn't gonna be as warm as you maybe used to back here. So, yeah, um... If you're interested in learning more about about urban planning and home design in other parts of the world, um, how they compare to here, you might want to check out the series I'm putting together on Homestratosphere.com. Give us a follow at Homestratos on Twitter, and I'll catch you again next time.